Next on BYU Sports Nation, re-evaluating expectations for BYU football moving forward. Is 10 wins still the program standard? Should it be? What does Blaine Fowler think? And Taysom Hill makes a college football magazine cover and a scheduling update. Plus, we check in with Dodgers minor leaguer and former Cougar Adam Law. What up, Tulsa? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The party is here on the west side. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, May 8th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Pac-13 proponent. Jerem Jordan. You know that's a that's conference I want BYU to be in. The Conference of Champions. Do you want it to be the Pac-13? Yes. Or more. Boise State in football. Let's just let's just party. <laughs> partying, partying. Yeah. The Pac-13 speaking fun, of fun 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 became a thing yesterday because Taysom Hill what? ends what? up on the cover oh. of Athlon Sports Pac-12 college football preview. Huh? Why is BYU on the cover of a Pac-12 college football preview? Don't read into Larry it. Larry Scott's heavy. on the line. Okay. Devontae Booker of Utah running backs on there with him. He's Naturally, good. Taysom is a little bit above Devontae Booker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, all, all the BYU fans looked at every little nuance of this was like, wait, what does this mean? Oh, my, oh my it's goodness. It's just good marketing, people. And it's only going to play in Utah. <laughs> it's for the it's Intermountain not, region. It's not in the state of Oregon. No. It's the Intermountain region and a brilliant way to sell magazines. But it's still pretty cool that Taysom Hill's on the cover. I can't wait till these magazines come out. What, June, July? You can pre-order Love. those right now. Yeah. I read all of them. Have you cover pre-ordered them? No. Didn't you pre-order every single one of them last year? I didn't pre-order. I just went and bought them. Okay. Oh, you, you went straight up retail. Mm-hmm. But I had to wait. Yeah. I had to wait a couple weeks. <sighs> yeah. Maybe I'll jump on that today. Pre-order Let's, every single one of them. It's my project Let's today. do it together. I want, I, want, I want in on that list. Let's make that happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Bruce Dickinson uh, Blue Oyster Cult. Let's lay this down together. Oh, our conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Make Use the records. hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation on a Friday especially. Members are always welcome. I got a fever. And the only remedy is a Twitter question. With tougher future schedules, what should the BYU football season win total expectation be? We'll break this down. At Ryan Lewis Cooper uses the hashtag BYUSN to win. Benchmark still has to be 10 wins. They have to recruit to it and emphasize it constantly. Has to be the culture. Has yes. to be 10 wins. Striving, yes, striving for as many wins as possible, 10, is I agree with that sentiment. However, I have other feelings related to the number. Use the hashtag BYUSN, weigh in, be a member of BYU Sports Nation. Does it have to be 10 wins? Does it have to be? Ryan Lewis Cooper feels that way. Tell us how you feel. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Mark Anderson of the Las Vegas Review-Journal reporting BYU will play Arizona on September 4th, 2021 in Las Vegas. We knew BYU was playing Arizona in Vegas in 21. Just didn't know the date. So, so Mark Anderson is reporting that that will open the season September 4th. He also says the Cougars will replace the Mountain West in the Las Vegas Bowl this year or in 2019. So he has confirmed what we learned from Tom Holmo on, on uh, the schedule release show. Eight days ago. Now, this yeah. has not been announced by BYU yet, but this is a report from him. So we'll see. BYU baseball lost 14-5 to last night to St. Mary's. 
That was not good. They've now lost three of four to the bottom four in the conference. Same two teams tonight. First pitch at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Mike Littlewood jokingly said after the game, now we know what happens when we throw it down the middle. <laughs> I, lo- I love his attitude. He has a good after- sense of yes, humor. It's yeah. great. BYU needs to win tonight and tomorrow against St. Mary's. They've got to pitch better. To keep Colton, the home Colton series Mahoney streak did alive. did not pitch well last night. Yeah, to keep the home streak alive uh, in terms of winning series, they got to win the next two. BYU softball on the road with a doubleheader against LMU, trying to remain perfect in West Coast Conference play. They've already clinched the conference title. They want... Zero losses in the WCC, 3 p.m. Eastern on the W.TV. And men's soccer begins their season today. Um, Premier Development League season begins tonight at the Rail Colorado Foxes at 9 Eastern time. Next week, they're at home in the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday. It's Friday. What more dost thou need to rise and shout? It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football's new theory of expectations. I think that relevancy is a relevant question. I think that it depends on that team and who you've played. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a really, really tough schedule and win eight games, I think you'll earn respect. It's like strength of schedule. That was eight days ago, Tom Homo in Studio B during the aforementioned schedule release show on BYU Sports Nation. Future schedules for the Cougars, in a word, Jerem, outstanding. In terms of opponents, the caliber of opponents, the excitement to, surrounding those home games. games against these teams, Power Five teams. But obviously, Utah's much, back on the schedule. Obviously, much tougher. BYU wants to be a Power Five right now. They're considered primarily as a Power Five equivalent, according to the SEC and the ACC, and much of college football. What are they in college football? We've talked about this Power Five equivalent. equivalent. I think is the phrase now. Their scheduling is on par with Power Five teams right now. The COA yeah, it, stipend on par. Above, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. It starts this year. This is, this is where you look at BYU's schedule and you go, they're like a Power 5 team. I think 2013 was pretty good. BYU played seven Power 5 teams that year of the 13, and that was a tough schedule, right? BYU started 6-2 and two and then went 2-3 and three in the back five, end up 8-5. and five. But this year, and then next year and the year after that, you look at the schedules, and all of a sudden, these are really good schedules. In fact, I think next year is the crowning jewel in independent scheduling for Tom Homo. It's almost too tough. The program standard has been 10 wins from the get-go. From Bronco's mouth. From Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach. And that was in the Mountain West, where you're playing eight games in conference, four out. You're probably going two and two, three and one in those non-conference games, and then you're thinking you're going to win the conference title. So to me, it's different now. But we asked him, we asked him, okay, does this change at all with tougher schedules in independence? And he has said no. In fact, listen to what Bronco said when I asked him about what the standard is not too long ago. Nine wins would be a really good season, not just a good season, but really good. Um, I think 10, uh, 10 wins, we're probably a top 25 team, which is to me the minimum threshold from a ranking standpoint that uh, I'd like to be every year. Minimum threshold to be a ranked team, 10 wins. Minimum to be ranked? To me, that's pretty good. Minimum is, okay, that was good enough. Obviously, you want to finish the season ranked. If BYU wins nine games this year, to me, they are going to be ranked, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 35% of Power 5 teams won at least nine games in 2014. That would put you in the upper third, essentially. And that, and that is about 
33, 34 teams. So you're either ranked or right outside. If BYU wins nine games this year, not 10, nine, then all of a sudden they're in the upper third and probably maybe ranked at the end of the season. Now, 35% of Power 5 teams, so of 65, right? Yes. So what's a third of 65? 22? Yeah. Whew. That's not very many Power 5 teams that win that number of games. Yeah. So so that's a it's it's 23 total from last year. Ooh. Looking at last year. Okay, well what if should... you win 10, 25%, only 16 teams of the Power 5 won 10 plus last year. BYU's playing a Power 5 type schedule. Listen, Utah did this. The first year they had a pretty good year, right? Felt pretty good about themselves. The next two years they had losing records. It's tough. To be in a power five. And then this last year, they go nine and four, and they finished ranked. That was a really good season. BYU is about to, you want to know what it's like playing in the Big 12? It's about to begin in terms of toughness of schedule with 2015. 2016's even tougher. I think it becomes the toughest in BYU history. Neutral to Arizona, at Utah, home to UCLA, neutral with, with West Virginia, at Michigan State, Mississippi State at home, at Boise State, at Cincinnati, Utah State. Those are. T- BYU's playing a lot of Power Fives and the best of the rest who have won nine or more games. Okay. Boise State, Cincinnati, okay. Utah State. It is tough, I man. I get your point. So what should the BYU football season win total expectation be now? I'm going to like eight and a half to me. Eight or nine. Eight or nine wins that on this schedule next year. I think eight wins would be good. And we're not, we're not looking at everything. Okay, let's break down all the opponents. Let's, I'm just saying in general, when I look at the way the schedule is, and the team that BYU has. I think eight wins would be good. Eight wins would be good. Okay, I, I get where you're Including going with this, game. Jerem. And I know that you're a proponent of, hey, the key to happiness is managing expectations realistically. Yes. And in some cases, lowering them. Lower I, feels like defeat, and it is. But sometimes when but you manage, manage you, have okay? to, you have to lower. If I'm you're not managing. saying don't try hard. I'm yeah. saying the schedule is tougher. Know your opponent. Embrace, embrace the ch- you embrace the challenge, but also embrace the standard. My initial knee-jerk reaction to the question when I first heard it was, okay, I get that it's tougher, but I don't want to take it too lower. So I'm going to say nine. Okay. Okay, nine wins. Nine for 2015 specifically? Nine wins for 2015 specifically. That'd be really good, man. Really good. I have a hard time telling the coach who has made it very clear. No, I'm talking to the fans. I'm not talking right, to the coaches and players. I don't care who we're playing – the program expectation is 10 wins. And so I think it's hard for the fans not to be in line with the head coach. If you think 10 wins from here on out is, okay, that, that's the minimum threshold of like, okay, I thought that was a good season. How many times are you going to say it was a good season? How many times in the next couple of years is BYU going to win 10 games? If they win 10, that would be amazing. I just want, I just want the minimum threshold to be a little lower. Okay. You're an eight-win team the last three years in a row. You play tougher schedules. Why would you? Why would you have a higher win total all of a sudden? But why? Why diminish? Why diminish that push for excellence? No, the push is not diminished. It's who you're going up against. It's like okay, in high school, I got a certain GPA. I come to uh, you know college, and to expect that I would get that same GPA. I'll I'll work my tail off, but I might not get the same GPA because college is tougher. It's attainable. It's just tougher. It's attainable. It's a lot tougher. It's just tougher. The chances are you get a lower GPA. You're going to try like crazy. In fact, you have to have greater effort. BYU is coming off of an 8-5 season three years in a row. But those 8-win seasons felt like a letdown. And they were. 
An eight win, therefore, an eight-win season would be good against this schedule. That's what I'm saying. That's what's hard, though, is because, well, you're telling me we're looking at potentially a fourth consecutive eight-win season? No, 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 no. I want more. Bronco so do Mendenhall, I. I want 13 wins. Bronco Mendenhall wants more, and so why diminish the expectation level regardless of who they play? And that's his point. No, we're going we're gonna to win 10 games. That's what I want it to be. That's what I think it should be. That's what I want him to say and feel and think and do. But I'm talking about what we, the fans, looking at the schedule and schedules. I look at next year and I say seven because that's really, really tough with Wait. Tanner Mangum or Bo Hodge. Okay, 2016, you say, you say seven. I say seven is the minimum threshold okay, for a successful now season. Now, this is where I – this is exactly what I think. Every year is so different. It depends on roster, who's coming back, experience, how tough the schedule is. And so I think it's hard – to give one solid number for every single year. We should probably look at every year differently. Yes. So this year, I go eight. Next I say year, nine, I go I seven. I say nine this year. Next year, yeah, it's a different Next conversation. Year, BYU could realistically, if, if, if they don't perform well, start 0-6 in the season. It's really tough. But I love that the challenge is there. Hey, we want to be like a P5. We're going to play these tough schedules. We're going to field the best team possible and do our best. I'm just saying the chance of losing some games that you used to win is higher because you're playing tough competition. But BYU's not going to back down. That's what I do like about it. It's just at the risk of some possible losses. That's the risk. 2016, but there's high you know reward what? It, too. It might be getting bowl eligible as a, as a success. Dead Who serious. knows? Yes. But I stand by what I said, and I've said it a number of times, with a healthy Taysom Hill through the entire regular season, BYU will win 10 games on this schedule. That's quite the statement. I, I feel that Taysom Hill, if he's healthy in the quarterback, BYU's going to be in every game. In every game. In 2013, they were in every game. They lost a couple. 10 to Wisconsin, 10 to Notre Dame, 15 to Washington, and whatnot. But they, they were competitive. Now they have a senior. He's never Taysom lost Hill a game by 15. And Jamal Williams. And Mitch Matthews. Elite. <laughs> Just win the first it's one, It's a good baby. group. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 120. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs> 120. Less than four months, baby. Oh. Our Twitter question. With tougher future schedules, what should the BYU football season win total expectation be? Jerem says eight next year. I say nine. At Sports Bro, say eight or nine. <laughs> Should be the expectation. Ten should be the goal. I think the goal versus expectation different. is different. Yep. Got to be realistic, As but still by aim high. Shout out to the 503. We take you to the Blaine Fowler Gun Show in New York next. What does the former national championship quarterback think about win expectations? Find out next. Did you see his picture? Whew. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Listen, tonight is game two. BYU baseball versus St. Mary's. Huge game for the Cougars. They need to win tonight as they try and make the West Coast Conference Tournament. 8 Eastern time, BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yesterday, the Gales won 14-5 tonight. Brandon Kinzer on the mound for the BYU Cougars. I assume, right? Yeah. He's the day two starter. gets the start. Uh, he's got a brain against the Gales tonight, 8 Eastern. Their three through five hitters last night were a combined 11 for 12. That's um, unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That is an elite performance. I felt bad because I, I uh, shadowed uh, Caitlin King, who produces baseball. So I jumped in for an inning because I've never produced a live game before. I do studio stuff, right? 
So I jumped in there, and St. Mary scored five runs. So I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Give me, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Oh. They scored nine on Caitlin. I just want to point that out. Our Twitter question. With tougher future <laughs> schedules, what should the BYU football season win total expectation be? At Justin D. Sweeney. He's always got a good take. Eight. Four locks. UConn, East Carolina, that's Wagner, our, Fresno. That's our conversation yesterday. The surefire wins. Two of five tough games. Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, or Missouri. Mm-hmm. And two out of three against Cincinnati, San Jose State, and Utah State. By the way, my surefire wins for next season, 2016, three. Only three? It's even lower than oh, what I had yesterday, four. Oh, man. Ah! It's a great schedule. Might be too, too tough. Let's ask the man that is rocking some serious firepower in New York City in the form of his arms. Blaine Fowler back on the show. All right, Blaine, let's, uh, let's go with it right off the top. You, As, you, you tweeted something out last night that showed the guns, yeah. man. Was that on purpose? Well, that left bicep's looking nice. You know what? I didn't even, until people started tweeting back at me, I said <laughs> I should stop, stop wearing children's shirts. You know, I didn't even notice. I just noticed the beautiful woman I was with. And, and uh, <laughs> so I wanted people to know that for Sports Nation, that the New York City Bureau was up and running back here. I'm the New York City Bureau for Sports Nation. Can you, are you on steroids? No. Are okay. you kidding me? Just want to check. Just got to, hey, after we got burned with McGuire sausage, just got to check. Yeah, no. Have, I haven't been on steroids in years. What do I say? <laughs> From the New York Bureau of BYU Sports Nation, Blaine Fowler joining the show. was in Florida the last time we talked about it. Yeah. What, yeah, world traveler. Okay, Blaine, uh, yeah. Twitter question today. With the tougher future schedules, starting with 2015, what should the BYU football season win total expectation be now? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing because it almost has to be a year-by-year expectation depending on the schedule. I, Jeremy, you just said that the 16th schedule makes you more nervous than the 15th schedule. I, I agree with you. When I, when I look at the 16th schedule, I only see – you're talking about the same three wins that I'm going, okay, well, they, they've got to have those three solid wins. Um, and we're talking – in, in 2015, I actually feel more comfortable with that schedule with Taysom Hill as a senior than I do the 2016 schedule. And oh, yeah, so, it's tougher, and you have an uh, inexperienced quarterback in theory, 2016. Yeah, exactly. So in 2015, I mean, I look at the 2015 win total, and I know that the benchmark for everyone out there is double-digit wins. That's what everyone wants. It doesn't matter what program you are, and I think at BYU, that's what we're accustomed to. It's considered a successful season if you get to 10 wins. Well, with that schedule in 2015, if they get to 10 wins, that's more than just a good. That's more than just a good season. That would be a really, really good season. I borderline phenomenal season with that schedule in 2015. I think nine wins. If they went nine and three in the regular season in 2015, well, I'd be thrilled with that. I'd be really happy with with a nine and three season. Um, I think eight is. We should expect them to win eight. If they don't win eight, we should be disappointed with the 2015 schedule. Because you think about it, with their home schedule, I'd like to see them sweep at home. And I don't think there's any reason why they can't beat UConn, East Carolina, Cincinnati, Wagner, um, Fresno State at home, right? The only question you have at home is Boise State because they'll be really good again this year. And so, so you go, okay. Well, so they've got to gut it up, and they've got to win that game, and they go undefeated at home. That gives them six wins. And now you say, okay, with the rest of their away schedule, that means they go two and three to get to nine wins. They go three and two to get to ten wins. Can they scratch out two wins 
against Utah State, Missouri, Michigan, UCLA, and Nebraska. So that's what I base my nine. I think would be really good, and I'd be thrilled with it if they went two and three against those five schools. I think it'd be an amazing season if they went three and two against those schools and got to ten wins. But I would expect them to win no less than eight games, and anything less than eight, I would be really disappointed in 2015. And that's exactly where I'm at as well. That's the kind of the minimum threshold. If BYU gets to eight, I'd say, hey. Hey, hey, that was pretty good. Anything above that, I'd go, okay, really, really good season. You get to 10, you're going to finish as a top 20 team. That's, that'd be a fantastic yeah, exactly. finish. And, and, you know, we, we, like, we like to throw this teams. word around. Spencer's word we like to throw around is elite, right? And I just heard him say it a minute ago. I want to be really careful that we don't throw elite around <laughs> when it's not warranted, right? If, if they were to win a l- 11 games on this schedule would make them elite. Oh, man. 11 yeah. games – is elite. I'll ten is that. very, very good, and and uh, I would be really surprised with ten. And boy, I'd be jumping for joy with ten. Eleven, I think we could call eleven with a schedule an elite team, don't you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I'll even agree with that. Blaine Fowler joining us from our New York City bureau within BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, is eleven I, elite? I just said yes. Eleven is elite. I said just a moment ago, and I have said it a few times, so it's definitely on record now, Blaine. If Taysom Hill is healthy the entire season, BYU is going to win 10 games. I just think he's that much of a game changer. We saw it last year. He's now a senior. How plausible is it, in your mind, for BYU to win 10 games, given that Taysom remains healthy the entire season? But that's, that's the absolute key. He's the most important player to keep healthy. And he makes a big difference. With, with him in there, then I go, oh, yeah, if, if he's healthy 100% in game, game two, then they should beat Boise State at home, right? Agreed. Um, he, he gives them a chance at Michigan. Michigan, you know, brand-new coach. Um, I, I think Harbaugh's a really, really good coach, so I think they're going to be better than they were last year. But they weren't a great football team last year. They have athletes. It's, it's only four games into the season. Um, so, so those are games with, with Taysom Hill that you feel like you've got a shot at. You don't have Taysom Hill going into Michigan. All of a sudden, it's a different story. You worry about that. To me, the second key to the season, obviously Taysom Hill's health is one, is can the BYU defense do enough to, to put BYU in position to win the games? I don't think we expect this defense to be a top 25 defense, maybe by the end. Who knows? But, Blaine, I, I, I guess I'm a little worried that BYU's running the same model as last year, which is in Taysom we trust, hopefully the defense can play well enough to put us in position to win some games. It worries me a little bit. What do you think? You know, in the spring ball, I saw fundamental change in the thought process back to what had brought BYU success defensively in years past. And so I, I like that mentality going in the fall, and that's this. They're going to keep everything in front of them. They're going to play guys that, were, that are where they're supposed to be. They're not going to worry. You know, I listened to them talk this spring. It's just like, you know what? I don't care if the greatest athlete in the world is playing defensive back or linebacker, if that guy's not where he's supposed to be, he is not going to be on the field this fall. Because they had some really good athletes out on the field last year, maybe some of the best they've ever had. We talked about that secondary going into fall camp last year. And, and you remember on our AFR show, we were showing pretty simple defensive errors 11 games into the season where easy touchdowns were being given up, not because the guy was more athletic running by the guys, because they weren't where they were supposed to be. And so I saw real emphasis on that in the spring. And I think that we're going to see that in the fall, that return to, hey, if you're going to score against BYU, it's going to take 15 plays because you're not getting a big player over the top because they're not going to make a mistake. 
They're going to force you to throw underneath stuff. They're going to come up and smack you in the face. They're going to make you work to get scores. And most teams aren't disciplined enough to have 13 and 14 play drives multiple times a game. And we always heard Bronco in the past talk about, we just want to manage points. I'm not that concerned with yards and all that. Well, that's how they managed points in the past. They made it difficult for teams to score because they had to drive a long field to score. And so, so I think we'll see that mentality in the fall. And I think that BYU will manage points better. And I'm convinced that their offense is better. So, so that, if they score more points and they manage points better defensively, that's a recipe for success this fall. You keep, you know, keep Taysom healthy. Then it's absolutely not out of the question to win 10 games if those things all come together. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us live from New York City. Blaine, when you look at next year's schedule, has BYU reached a point now with the difficult opponents they face that they are on par with Power 5 teams, and in particular, the other Power 5 independent, Notre Dame? Yeah, I I think this schedule, I think next two, three-year schedules, not only have they now been recognized by the ACC and the SEC as a Power 5 equivalent, their schedules bear that out. And the thing that I've been waiting for is for their home schedule to catch up. And it, it doesn't do it in 2015. It's a little bit better. Um, but the home schedule in 2016, I mean, think about that, guys. You get UCLA at home. Uh, you get Mississippi State at home. You get Southern Miss at home in November. You get Utah State at home in November. That Mississippi State game is an October game. And the big complaint is there's no fun games at home late enough in the season to matter. And uh, you combine that with a with with uh, a neutral site game with Arizona and at Utah, at West Virginia, a neutral site game, and at Michigan State, and at Boise State, and at Cincinnati. And you look at that 2016 schedule, and I'm scared to death about that schedule. I mean, you said it, Jeremy. You look at it and go, okay, I see three wins for sure. Other than that, this is going to be a stretch. But uh, when you look at that, that's as big time a schedule and as good a home schedule as BYU's ever had. And so. I think when we get to 2016, they become real big time because their home schedule reflects that. And BYU's really got to bring it in the next uh, in the next couple of years. But it is exciting. the The thing with BYU is there's a lot of program pride. B, Tom Homo's message eight days ago was, "We're not going to turn down these great opportunities to play one offs at Michigan, at Nebraska." And so that's the challenge. So how does BYU in the next couple of years meet the challenge in making sure their teams are prepared to play these schedules? Well, they've got they've got to do they've got to do a better job recruiting. They, they can't afford to lose, especially the LDS and in-state athletes, to any place else. Um, now, I think with this schedule, the way it's setting up, they can go out and competitively recruit. You can go if you're recruiting head against head against Utah. You show the kids this schedule and you say, "Look at this schedule. We're playing every bit as tough a schedule as Utah is." And oh, by the way, you're going to be on national television on ESPN or ESPN two. You know, how many times? Eight, nine, ten times a year. Your other game's going to be on BYU TV, which is an international network. Um, then you maybe have one on the U. You're going to get more national exposure here than you are at Utah or at Arizona or at Oregon State. You're going to play a schedule that's going to let you show your talents to the NFL scouts, and, and you're going to come to BYU and be in an environment they want to be in. I think the schedule helps them recruit over the next couple of years, and, and that's what they need. You know, which comes first? Well, they've got to be able to get the kids to have enough depth that when they get six or seven games into the season and they have Mississippi State at home, having one or two injuries doesn't just sink them. And so that's the key. They've got to be deeper than they've ever been, which means over the next couple of years they've got to recruit better than they ever have. 
Blaine Fowler joining us from New York City. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, we certainly enjoyed the gun show picture last night as you were clutching onto your wife in Times Square. And well, you can't let her go. I mean, people steal stuff in Times Square. You don't want them to steal your wife. <laughs> that was what I was getting. I don't care about my wallet. I just don't want one. I don't want anybody running off with my wife. I'm fine with my wallet. Hide your kids. So. Hide your wife. So, hey, how many be- how many beeps do we have today? One. I'm not even sure. How Only many one. Beeps. One. So that was pretty good. Know. That was pretty clean. I Zero went... beeps is elite. Yeah. One's pretty good. <laughs> that was a 10-win okay, type interview. Sweet. I'm pumped about that. Blaine, thanks for the time. All right, guys. Talk to you later. What is the craziest minor league baseball story that Adam Law has ever dealt with? That is next on BYU Sports Nation. He's a new member of the Tulsa Drillers. And if you're not familiar with minor league baseball, it is unlike any other event out there. They make a ton of money. They go in plush private jets. Nope. (laughs) It's bus rides. (laughs) Yeah. And pies and faces from mascots to players. And cold pizza. (laughs) Basically the college experience. Adam Law up next as BYU Sports Nation rolls on. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a Friday in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast via iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Get your swag on. Go to the BYUStore.com. Get your BYU Sports Nation blue goggles as well as BYU Sports Nation shirt. Uh, I, I noticed a, a tweet earlier. It's from at B underscore Far. He said, uh, check out my BYUSN featured uh, senior pictures. He has the wristband on in his senior pictures. And he nice. said that he listens every day during seminary. You should probably pay attention um, to the lesson and then maybe after. I don't know. That's, the, just, be- that's, that's the beauty what, of the, the podcast. Well, I, I don't, don't want to deter the future generation of Zion uh, by them, having them distracted by BYU Sports Nation. We're helping. We're helping we? the future of Zion. I think you should pay attention to seminary. Isn't it and Zion, Jeremy? Isn't it Zion? In the Matrix, it's Zion. Here, it's Zion. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Beautiful Sports Nation headlines. Zion. And now if the whole seminary class is listening is like a class activity, awesome. Yeah, we I, that, question, that okay, I right? question that teacher really. I think CES is gonna jump all over this. Yeah, well. <laughs> bring it on, dude. <laughs> Mark Anderson of the Las Vegas Review Journal reports BYU playing Arizona on September fourth of twenty twenty one in Las Vegas. That is a specific date. We did not know that. We knew the game was gonna happen, now we know the date. He also says the Cougars will replace the Mountain West in the Las Vegas Bowl this year or in 2019, confirming what Tom Homel told us eight days ago. BYU softball is on the road. Final West Coast Conference Series. They have a doubleheader against Loyola Marymount, 3 Eastern today on the W.TV. Men's soccer. PDL League season begins tonight at the Real, Real Colorado Foxes, 9 Eastern. Depends what accent you want on that. And BYU baseball fell 14-5 to to St. Mary's last night, but they have... Game two tonight, 8 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Who's real Colorado? Real. Real Salt Lake. Classic. Joining us now from the metropolis of Tulsa, Oklahoma, is Adam Law, former BYU baseball player, just promoted to the Tulsa Drillers in AA. Adam, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Happy to be here. What did the promotion recently mean to you individually? Um, you know, it, it's just kind of another stepping stone in my ultimate goal of playing in the major league. So, when the manager in high there in California called me in and told me that I was going up, I was happy. Uh, yeah, because it's just another stepping stone towards my ultimate goal. 
What's that conversation like? And then how quickly uh, do you travel to, did you travel to Tulsa to join the team? You know, so I, when I got to the stadium that morning, we were on the road and he had the lineup posted up. I was leading off playing second base, went through my whole day, batting practice, ground balls, everything. And I was in the locker room then listening to uh, some music, getting ready for the game. And the manager tapped me on the shoulder and said, can I talk to you for a second? So I went in to his office and he said, hey, you're not playing tonight. You've been promoted to double A. Go ahead and shower up, pack your stuff, and you need to take a taxi down to Los Angeles and head out of the airport on a red-eye flight to Tulsa that night. So it all happened so fast in about three hours. I wasn't able to get really any of my stuff, and I just got on a flight with my baseball stuff and, and got ready to go for the, for the next day's game. Holy cow, that's a whirlwind <laughs> to say the least. Okay. Exactly. Now, now here's the thing. You're on the seven-day DL. Uh, we just heard uh-huh. that from Mike Littlewood, which is obviously a bummer. But what's your injury? Um, I have a displaced rib and a strained muscle that happened on Sunday's game when I, I swung and my back kind of got all, got all out of whack and the rib displaced and it strained the muscle along with it. So, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but not much I can do about it, you know? We saw recently that Yasiel Puig had a, a stint in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Did you play on the same team with Yasiel Puig? No, he was there uh, after I had, I had been moved up to Double A. Who's the uh, Who's the most famous dude you've played with so far? Did any of the uh, like injured Dodgers or anything? Yeah, we, um, last year when I was there, we played with Clayton Kershaw. We played with Josh Beckett. Um, we played with Matt Kemp. We played with pretty much all the big leaguers. When they get hurt, they because Rancho is so close to LA, they usually rehab there. What's that like when they come into the clubhouse and you're and you're playing with those hey, guys? Hey, Clayton, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, well, that's because like you want to be cool with them, but at the same time, like you know that they're on a whole different level than you. So. <laughs> Can I borrow some cash, Clayton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, you just try to keep it real and and just be a teammate. Some of them are more outgoing and reach out to us. Some of them kind of keep to themselves. Uh, one thing that's pretty cool is there's kind of a tradition where if there's a major league rehab guy they'll buy the post-game meal. So, we, needless to say, we eat a lot better after the games when the big leaguers are there than if they weren't there. <laughs> hey, you guys can come anytime you'd like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Adam Law with this uh, from Tulsa, just promoted to the AA Tulsa Drillers. He is pursuing his Major League Baseball dream within the L.A. Dodgers organization. We love minor league baseball. It's unlike anything else. There are some crazy things that happen with fans and promotions and mascots and on benches and during rain delays. What's the craziest thing you've seen in your stint in Rancho Cucamonga and now Tulsa? The craziest thing I've seen, I think it happened probably one of the first games in there in Rancho Cucamonga. Our mascot, who's a big dinosaur named Tremor was was dancing on top of the first base dugout and we had a big power hitter up a right-handed hitter and a dude on the mound throwing about 98 he let a fastball go and our big power hitter was so late that he shot he shot a foul ball I don't know how hard straight over the third base or the first base dugout and nailed our mascot right in the head (laughs) it's one of those mascot costumes where the head isn't really the person's head. It's 
it's much it's way above the the person inside's head, so it didn't hurt him, but it hit him just square in the head, and he fell on his back. And <laughs> I mean, that's just you just can't you can't get much better than that because nobody was hurt, but it was everybody was rolling. That was that was awesome. Oh my goodness. Uh, back in the day, we used to cover you on a, a channel called I Provo, Spencer. Now that's kind of where we got to start here. Um, at Provo High, you're playing baseball, basketball. So once upon a time, you were you were a shooting guard with one Kyle Collinsworth and Brandon Davies. Won a couple state titles there. What kind of conversation yeah. do you still have with those guys? Um, we do our best to keep in touch with, uh, obviously, Brandon and France. It's a little bit more difficult. So we keep in touch through social media. And then Kyle, I'm probably going to call him out a little bit. He's He's pretty big time for pretty much anybody nowadays. But uh, <laughs> we we keep in touch okay. And then, obviously, we played with Chris, Kyle's older brother, too. So all of us get together, especially when I'm back home during the off season. So, yeah, it is pretty uh, – I mean, that's a pretty good athletic team, I think, that we had in 2006, 2007, and 2008. Pretty big time. Bulldog defense is what I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, Did you get an defense. invite – to Kyle Collinsworth sweating. I did not get an invite what? to one of my best friends, Kyle Collinsworth's wedding. I don't know if he's sent him out yet. I don't know the deal. We haven't had an invite. I'd like to I think that he hasn't sent him out yet because that's pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get an invite. Let's, let's just hope that that's the case. Exactly. Hashtag send Adam Law an invite. <laughs> send it out. People across BYU Sports Nation, put the pressure on at Big Russia 5 <laughs> to invite Adam Law to his wedding. <laughs> That's the power of social media. Adam Law with us from Tulsa. He was just promoted to the AA Tulsa Drillers in the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. Okay, Adam. Uh, we know that you're invested in BYU and uh, that you're a big-time BYU fan. We see you at basketball games, and, uh, and I've had an opportunity to talk to you at a few of those events. How much time do you have to keep up with the current state of BYU baseball in terms of, of watching the Cougars play? Um, I do my best. It's, it's tough because, I mean, their games are at night, our games are at night. So um, I, I'll either watch the game or watch some of the highlights when it's on the W.TV or on BYU TV, that's always nice. And then, obviously, I keep up with it through Twitter. Um, I stay in contact as best I can with players to be conf- or be positive and compliment them. So I-, I do my best to follow pretty much every game, know, know where they're at, who's playing where, who's playing well. And then, obviously, with Coach Littlewood, uh, Coach Pratt, Coach Herring, and Coach Thomas, I'm able to keep in touch pretty well with them, too. So... Yeah, I, I follow pretty close uh, the BYU baseball team. Well, Adam, congratulations on your success with the Dodgers. Get healthy, and we look forward to uh, checking out box scores for the Tulsa Drillers. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, last message from Mike Littlewood. Figure it out. You got it, Adam? <laughs> yeah, well, heard that many times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Take care, man. Thank you. He's, he's, he's great. We had a ton of fun covering him in high school and then uh, at BYU on the baseball team. Yeah, that. He he hit a huge shot. It was Provo at Lone Peak, Tyler Hawes senior year in basketball. Maybe it was Tyler's junior year. Yeah, in basketball. Kyle Collinsworth and Brandon Davies are on the court, and Adam Law's like, "Give me the rock, dude! Bust a three, beats Lone Peak at NBA Lone Peak. range." Nate Austin, Josh Sharp, Tyler Hawes, all those guys were on that team. Nice, Bracken Funk. I think I just watched a game I I called in 2006 with Adam when he was a sophomore. Adam Law. Yeah, I was, was Peter. That your P- voice? I, was, I was Peter Pan. <laughs> 
pretty, pretty much. I can fly! <laughs> he flew. With tougher future schedules, what should the BYU football season win total expectation be? Your tweets after this. Also drillers for life. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan in Studio B on a Friday, Friday. Whew. Excited because baseball's tonight too, 8 Eastern time. BYU and St. Mary's game two. BYU got worked last night, 14 to 5. Time to bounce back, 8 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. We just saw something weird. At BuzzFeed Sports has a tweet that says, Watch President Obama speak live from the Nike headquarters here. It's a picture of, I believe, uh, P. Norton on Twitter, BYU basketball superfan, with Obama's head on him, and he's wearing a BYU shirt. BuzzFeed Sports has 53,000 followers. (laughs) What is this? P. Norton, you've hit it big, bro. That's P. Norton, man. You've made it. It's such a bad Photoshop job. President Obama's body double apparently wears BYU polos. It's so obvious that it's photoshopped. At the Nike headquarters store. I think it's a joke, but 53,000 followers are seeing this tweet of Obama's head on with a BYU shirt. <laughs> Is that going back what? to the Jimmer reference? When, when Obama picked BYU to, uh, to, yeah. go, to go far That's with the only time he Jimmer. said the words BY or the letters BYU. I think order. he picked him to win this year, too, in his presidential bracket with uh, Andy Katz of ESPN. Hmm. All right. Maybe he is a fan. You don't of always BYU. have to pick the plane. I don't so. know. Let's everybody across BYU Sports Nation tweet President Obama and ask him if he's a BYU fan and include a picture that we that we have now tweeted out. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody exactly. <laughs> like Deflategate, nobody cares. <laughs> a lot of people care about Deflategate, Jerem. A lot of people, just not us. I cared like in January. It's May. Our Twitter question today. With tougher future schedules, what should the BYU football season win total expectation be? Blaine Fowler said 2015. What did, he, what did he say for the 2015 schedule? Nine? He, no, he said eight, he said eight was okay. kind of the minimum. So he agreed due. with me. I went with nine. And oh, by the way, we sent out a Twitter poll with Blaine Fowler and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, who has bigger guns? Who has the, best, the best biceps? More impressive. More impressive. Is yeah. And Blaine's winning. Last I heard, Blaine was winning 10 to nothing. Wow. That was Arnold in his 20s. That's Blaine, Blaine in is his... 50. He's 50. He works out twice a day, dude. Yeah, well. Let's hope BYU football is working out as much or more than Blaine Fowler. Huh? <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, now for the real Twitter question. With tougher future schedules, what should the win total expectation be for BYU football? To the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Big Al Bornhort. Love that. Expectations could be higher if you could get more of those tough matchups at home. That is happening now. Not this year, but next year. That's happening. 2016, yeah. you have UCLA and Mississippi I mean, State at home. You're getting Boise State and Cincinnati at home this year. Those are, those are solid games. Um, I love the Boise State series. I've said that a ton. That's my favorite series that BYU's locked up um, of all the series they've done. Big Al did say next, hashtag easier said than done. Yeah, he gets it. Um, next year, BYU gets Mississippi State, UCLA, Utah State at home. Those are good games. Good games. At, at Justin D. Sweeney. We already read this tweet, so I'm going to skip over it. At Laser Sheep, I think eight has to be the number. Then you can say BYU ate these teams for breakfast. (laughs) But five would not have. Yeah, that that doesn't work with five. (laughs) I got you. I asked him to do the math on something yesterday. Nice plan words, Laser Sheep. He did the math. Sent us a picture. It was great. 
at Sports Bros. Eight to nine should be the expectation. Ten should be the goal. We also reference this. Now, that's an interesting point, Jerem, because Go- expectations are different sometimes yeah. than goals. Oh, the goal is to finish ranked. and See, and maybe, maybe that's what Bronco Mendenhall is hinting more at. He's not going to publicly say, well, the minimum. Be realistic, aim high. Yeah. 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 So maybe Bronco's more in line with what we've got. I don't think BYU goes back and goes, man, eight and five, that was awesome. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, oh, it was it was a good enough season. I mean, if you if you have to draw a line in the sand like good good bad, to me, it's at eight is the minimum for good. Who has the better schedule next year, BYU or Notre Dame? What's Notre Dame's schedule next year? At are you talking fifteen or sixteen? Yes. This and Either next year or. is confusing yeah. in May. 2015, 2016, who has the better schedule as an independent, BYU or Notre Dame? At Blaine Jacobs, had BYU future schedules greater than Notre Dame future schedules? I have looked at this closely. Because they're playing Navy and Boston College. It is a College. debate. Okay. 20, it's a legitimate debate. Do you want to know 15 or 16 for them? 15 next year. Okay, hold on. While you look that up, Meanwhile, Jim, I'm going to read one English. more tweet. At Ghanta25, in terms of realistic expectations for BYU football. Eight wins at least, ten would be great. BYU is tougher this year. BYU has a tougher schedule than Notre Dame in I, 2015. I think, listen, Texas, Virginia, both programs down. Georgia Tech, UMass, Clemson, that's a really good game. Navy, USC, really good game. Temple, Pitt, decent. Wake Forest, Boston College, Stanford. Okay, so they have four or five really good games. Georgia Tech, Te- Texas, Clemson, USC, Stanford, and then Texas. Pitt. Pitt and Cincinnati are kind of a wash to me. But you got UMass, you got Navy, you got Temple, you got BC, you got Wake Forest. UMass. I know, but they're going to say, well, you've got San Jose State, Wagner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's right there. It's right there with P5. It's an equivalent schedule. The fact That's that we're having point. this conversation is a fantastic thing And then BYU. 16 is tougher. Ah! It's an elite edition. Edition? Oh, goodness. Edition. Of BYU Sports Nation, Sounds of the Week. Up next as we wrap up a loaded Friday show. P. Norton. B to the Y to the U. Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Hey, BuzzFeed Sports Simp replied back. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Omaha. Three pieces of news. Taysom Hill's on the Athlon Magazine Utah cover with Utah running back Devontae Booker. Uh, this quote from O-line coach Garrett Tujay. Gotta love BYU in the Pac-13. Oh, that that could happen. Number two, Mark Anderson of the Las Vegas Review-Journal reports BYU will replace the Mountain West Conference in the Las Vegas Bowl this year or in 2019. And he also says BYU and Arizona will play September 4th, 2021 in Vegas. Nice. Baseball. Jerem brought some bad juju to the Cougs. As BYU fell to St. Mary's Juju last beats? night, five, those are bad with to five in game one of the final home series against the Gales. They can still win the home series if they win the final two, and they will. Game two tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio. First pitch, 8 Eastern. Softball. Cougs are in L.A. to begin a weekend series with LMU. You can watch game one of a doubleheader on the W W.TV at 3 Eastern with game two right up. Golf. BYU's Leah Garner tied for 39th after day one of the St. George NCAA Golf Regional. Garner shot a 78 round two underway this morning. Track and field. Cougars competed the Oxy Invite in California this weekend. Soccer. The Cougars begin Premier Development League play tonight at 9 Eastern when they play at Real Colorado tonight and tomorrow. It's like single A soccer, if you will. BYU's a pro team.
You ready to do this? Semi-pro. Yes. Sounds of the week. The one thing in baseball, baseball everything goes down. Softball, it goes up, it goes sideways, does all those good things. So that's pretty quick. I would say it's definitely in the 90s and reaction time's really, really quick. The Lone Peak players that I had was I wanted them to go to a place where uh, I felt like they could trust the head coach and they'd be in a good environment. So there's definitely, you know, 31 other teams that I, I want to prove wrong. With the schedule to how it's playing out this year, I, I, I think an eight to nine win season is actually a, a successful season, to be honest. Teams like St. Mary's, we need to bring them in here and, and beat them, win the series, win two out of three, and then go to uh, finish the season at Santa Clara. I mean, that's what you work for all year. That's what, you know, you, you hope that you can get to, um, you know, as you work with the boys and the other coaches. I mean, that's our goal. All I know is if I would have been playing with those guys, I mean, I would have doubled my assist. <laughs> I, I took off my glove immediately because I knew it hit my hand and my finger was mangled. It almost looked like an S. And oh! It was actually wow. bleeding, too. And I thought it was just my fingernail that was bleeding, but a bone chip from the x-ray actually... Broke off from my bone and punctured through the skin and came off. And now it's just floating in there. What a week for Sounds of the Week. Elite. Future guests, Brian Keel, Diamond Thomas. Track and field. How awesome is that name? Mm -hmm. Love it. Mike Littlewood on the show, of course. And we'll have a men's soccer representative as they get underway in PDL play. U.S. Open Cups next Wednesday. Home game. That's big. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the Pac-13. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, it's to Taysom Hill for making the cover of Athlon Sports. I guess we shouldn't be that surprised because he's a really, really talented college football player. Yes, and they'll need him healthy if they're going to win at least eight games. Healthy the whole season, they're going to win ten. I'm telling you, man. He's that good. He's ten that would be good. awesome. There's a bowl game in there as well. So, get yes, to serious. Okay. I feel like we're selling for some reason. <laughs> With tougher future schedules, what should the expectation be for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYU. Hey, you all right there? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Blaine, <laughs> Fowler, Adam Law, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Can I throw that? Yeah. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Justin Robinson.